What's going on, everybody? It is Cinco de Mayo. Uh, this is Devor. This is the Not For Debate podcast. We are live on Facebook and on YouTube. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe button, and most definitely share. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and all other major streaming platforms. Uh, a couple of announcements I wanted to make. Uh, first things first, uh, we had a very, very big, huge pod on Monday the 3rd. Um, it was with the Dean family, Arturo Dean, Teru Dean Sr., Teru Dean Jr. Um, phenomenal pod. I highly suggest you guys check that one out. If you haven't checked it out already, just a great pod. I, I like it has me speechless how how phenomenal that pod was so again be sure to go ahead and check out that pod um with with the dean family now i know we took we took a little bit of a i won't even call it a hiatus we took we took the weekend off like it was just the big huge build-up to the pod obviously we had the nfl draft uh on thursday and excuse me thursday friday and saturday and we ended up missing out on quite a few things. So with that being said, we got the NFL, the 2021 NFL draft review. This this pod uh, again, it was it was a very, very eventful uh, weekend leading up into the into this week. So, again. We, we, we just we just going to just hop right into it. Right. So I will probably say. I will probably say uh, one moment. We have to go ahead and uh, go ahead and introduce G Money into the party. What's going on, man? Okay, What's G- up, brother. Oh, there How you, you doing? Hey, uh, I was just telling I was just telling the audience that we back to our to our normal schedule. I know we ended up taking the weekend off. It was a very very busy last couple of days, but. Uh, what, what's been going on with you the last couple of days? Nothing, man. Just working and um, just watching this uh, NBA, getting ready for the playoffs, getting down to the wire. Teams jockeying for position. And um, I tell you, man, ever since, ever since that All-Star game, Giannis went 16 for 16. This boy out here shooting jump shots. They actually doubled him on the, you know, in the perimeter, which they never did before. I'm telling you, this is a different Bucks team. It's different. It might it might make some noise. Okay, so 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 real quick, give us a little brief rundown of what's going on in the NBA as far as the the standings in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. Okay, so right now the Lakers are in sixty. They they're not. I mean, they won the other night, but they might be in in the um, running for a play in. You know that game. You know that mm-hmm. um. Basically, uh, towards the end of the season, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten all play each other to get into the playoffs. So they might, they, they might be the greatest seventh seed ever if, if they get to that point. Um, the East, Brooklyn and Philly, they, they're going back and forth for the number one seed right now. Brooklyn is on top. Miami's at six right now. Um, I don't know if they're going to hold on to it. I think Boston might drop to seventh, but they can get fifth. From three to eight, they're all within like three or four games of each other, so that can switch up. Brooklyn and um, and uh, Philly are the top seeds on, in the East. Um, as far as Utah, they're actually Phoenix overtook them at the top spot. So right now, Phoenix is the number one seed. Mm. Uh, for for the uh, nation's capital fans, where do the Washington Wizards currently sit in the East standings? Let me see. I think they're tenth, but let me just verify. One moment, because they can be in for a buy in, a play in too. Yeah, they're tenth. They're thirty and thirty-five. They're right behind the Pacers, the Hornets, and actually the Heat are seventh, and the Celtics are sixth. Yeah. Okay. Now, with that being said, what do you think about these comments about Russell Westbrook being the second greatest point guard of all time? <laughs> Again, it's kind of hard because that's my man. You know, say I love Westbrook. I love his game. I love the energy and heart he plays with. But come on now, come on, come on. I mean, you got John Stockton, you got Isaiah Thomas, you got um, Jason Kidd, 
Steve Nash. I, you can't put him as the second. The greatest point guard is obviously is uh, Magic, but second, that's debatable. But it can't be Westbrook. I, maybe top ten. Top ten. Actually, I would put Stock. Yeah, I would put Stockton over um, over Isaiah Thomas. Okay, because I can think probably think of ten point guards right now that I would take over Westbrook. Well, we're talking about all time his career. Right now, is he the best point guard in the league? Of course not, but he's still getting triple doubles and still balling. So I, I'm, I I'm just see, saying I don't think he's that bad. Plus, I see. They I'm not going to. Gonna, I'm not going to dis, disregard the triple double, but I'm just saying though, like, what are those numbers if you ain't winning? That's 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 my only point. I feel you. I, I, I understand. But I, I just think that his game, his overall game for his whole career, he, he has to get some respect. He has to. But but second, second all time, no. Come on now. That's that's too much. Come on, stop it. Second I think that all people time just play with four superstars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I I can't defend him. That's my guy. Like I just gotta but he's just he just he plays with so much energy and so much heart, so I gotta defend him. I, I guess so. So let me let me ask you this one more question before we actually hop into the uh the, the draft review. As far as the Milwaukee Bucks go, I love I love I love the Bucks. I love Giannis. Giannis is kind of I'm kind of one leg out the boat when it comes down to Giannis because Giannis is all showing in the regular season, and then when we end up going to the playoffs, uh we end up seeing a totally different Giannis. Now with with the role players that they currently have on the Milwaukee Bucks, we talking um, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. Do you think there is a possibility they have a chance that they can, can they can compete in the East when the when the playoffs start? I think they can. Uh, in the past, they they had a, they had one a one offense where Giannis would run up the middle and do his spin, and he would spin into three guys in a huge wall, and that 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 offense would never work. But now this guy has an offensive game. He's posting up. He's hitting fadeaway jump shots. He's hitting the mid-range jump shot. His three-pointer, his three-point you know, game is not there yet. But he doesn't have to shoot three threes. He has DiVincenzo. Uh, Tucker can shoot threes. Drew Holiday can shoot threes. Middleton can shoot threes. So I think that they have a chance. Do I think they can come out the East? Somebody got to beat Brooklyn. I think they could beat Philly. But beating Brooklyn, that's... That might be impossible. I don't know. I don't know. But Brooklyn, they're not – they have trouble on defense, and they're a little too small. So that's their weakness. But um, I think they have a chance, but we'll see. I think they have a chance, yeah. It's not the same team from the last two years. It's a completely different offense. Uh, we're we, we going to see when the, when the, when the, we start the playoffs. We're going to see what kind of Bucks team we're going to get because I'm not sold yet. You got you to gotta make me a believer. Yet. I was a believer the last three years. Like well, nah. I mean, I mean, Drew Holiday is a bigger, bigger upgrade from Eric Bledsoe. So come on. Yeah, I see. I love me some Eric Bledsoe. I ain't even go lie. I call him Baby LeBron for a reason. But uh, yeah, I, I, I might have to agree with you. Drew Holiday is definitely a better is an upgrade. But again, consistently, can the role players step their game up in the playoffs? That is the main question. Giannis ain't the problem. It's the role players. Yeah. Giannis and his shooting was the issue. But now that he's shooting a little better, maybe they have more of a chance. And plus the role players have to do their job. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Now, um, let's go ahead and uh, jump into the NFL draft review here. Any um, any shot, any 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 shocker, shocker picks that you wanted to get off your chest? Any surprise the Chicago, picks? The Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears uh, picking up. The, the the quarterback. I mean, that to me, I I never thought that they would that that would be the team that pick him up, that picks him up. I thought that he would fall to. Honestly, I thought the the 49ers would pick him up, or maybe the let me see, maybe he would fall in the top ten somewhere. But the Chicago Bears, that was surprising. Okay, so so so, just just for people at home here, just real quick. 
we were all expecting that Justin, Justin Fields, Fields yeah. was going to end up being drafted third overall by the San Francisco 49ers. That obviously didn't end up happening. The 49ers ended up shocking the world and um, drafting Trey Lance, which probably nobody seen that coming. I remember Shake was on here talking about uh, Mac Jones. He's the favorite. Mac Jones, he's the favorite. So I like to see his ass on the pole when we end up talking to Shake on Saturday. Um, with, with that being said, <laughs> Um, yeah, most definitely Justin Fields sliding all the way to the 11th pick. Uh, would you say that makes the Chicago Bears playoff contenders with Justin Fields as the quarterback? Of course. Even when he, he wasn't there, they were playoff contenders. So with that defense that they have with that talent at, court, at QB, yes, of course. I'm not surprised that they picked the quarterback. I'm just surprised that he fell to number 11. That's what I'm surprised with. Of course they were going to pick a quarterback. I mean, come on. Anybody's better than, than Trubisky. <laughs> uh, see, I'm inclined to agree with you on that one. Like, I know in the North, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be very, very close. Like, obviously, we don't we don't get to Aaron Rodgers in a second because I feel like Aaron Rodgers is gonna be the deciding factor who's gonna end up winning the NFC North, whether it be between the Chicago Bears the Green Bay Packers or the Minnesota Vikings, or maybe even the Detroit Lions may decide they want to shock the world and end up making a little run. We don't know, but yes, I, I'm 1000% agree with you with Justin Fields, as far as him sliding all the way to the 11th pick. That was an excellent, excellent pickup slide for the Chicago bears and makes them immediate contenders, uh, considering yes. what they, they had to deal with at the, um, at the, at the quarterback position over the last couple of years. Now it was, Oh yeah. That's what I wanted to go get to was the Denver Broncos. They ended up stealing away Patrick Sertain jr. From the, from the, from the Dallas Cowboys uh, at the, at the ninth mm-hmm. pick. Um, I was going to say, like, if you look at that, if you look at that Denver Broncos defense, like it's, it's gonna, like, it's going to be all right there. It, it seems like they're gearing up. The makeup for the Denver Broncos defense is to stop the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me let me read you some of these DBs that the, the Denver Broncos have on their roster currently right now. They have they got a squad. Yes, they had they they ended up picking up Kyle Fuller out of free agency. They picked up they picked up Ronald Darby out of free agency. They already had Justin Simmons, who was one of the best the best safeties in the league, and then. Obviously, like I said, they end up picking up Patrick Sertain Jr. And not to mention the pass rush that they have. They have with uh with, with Chubb and they have and Von Miller. So you have a very, very dominant pass rush. And they ended up strengthening that linebacker, the linebacking core by Baron Browning in I believe it was the what round was that? Second Excuse me. Third round, 105th. And yeah, adding Adam in the 105th. So adding versatility and speed to the linebacker position for the Denver Broncos, like me, honestly, I think the Denver Broncos, they're gearing up to go out and compete against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, offensively, I like what they have as far as weapons are concerned. Really the only – oh, also them trading up to get Javante Williams. I felt like yes. I felt yeah. like when the Pittsburgh Steelers ended up making – when they ended up making their pick in the first round, that's when the dominoes started falling – for for running backs that come off the board and obviously you saw the pittsburgh steelers they took uh Najee Najee harris and then the jacksonville jaguars turned right around and ended up drafting travis Etienne. and then we go into the second round the the denver broncos ended up trading up two picks to end up drafting javante williams so i feel like that's another excellent pick of the denver broncos ended up having which to be honest i feel like they're they're probably my favorite team or my top team in the nfl draft that had the best draft you know what i, n- I never even thought of that that's a good point um yeah they're gearing up to, to dethrone the chiefs because there's really no one else in that division that you have to worry about i mean oakland they're still not there um San, oh sorry los angeles Chargers. i guess they're they, they're a decent team, but you know you you gear up to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think you beat them with pass rushing. Um, if you like like we saw in the Super Bowl, if you if you rush Holmes, he, mm-hmm. he, it's hard for him to win. You know, it's hard for him to win. So yeah, I agree with you. 
I think that – do you think that they would dethrone the Chiefs, though? Do you think they can win the division this year, the Broncos? Or that's too much? No? Not, not yet? Uh, I think right now – see, I wouldn't I wouldn't write up the charges right just yet. But um, I think right now it all depends on what happens at quarterback because you remember they ended up making the trade for Teddy Bridgewater. So we don't know what's going to end up happening. Are they going to go ahead – are they going – obviously him and Drew Locke are going to end up competing – during training camp, but I, 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 I'm, I'm willing to go ahead and give Drew Locke another year before I go ahead and write him off. But this is his year. This is his year to screw up here. This is it. Mm-hmm. So it all depends. It all depends on what happens at the quarterback position because everything is in the play for the Denver Broncos. It wouldn't surprise they have me. have to run the game. They have the defense. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the defense, I think, is going to be extremely dominant. I think people need to pay more attention to the defense coming into the 2021 season. But uh, as far as the NFC, excuse me, the AFC, the West, the West, the AFC West is concerned, I think right now, if I was to pick, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Los Angeles Chargers. I like, I like what I saw from Justin Herbert. They have an excellent – I wouldn't say excellent, excellent weapons at receiver, but well, they ended up losing Hunter Henry in free agency. Didn't really, well, they felt that void with Jared Cook, but I'm not really a fan of Jared Cook. Uh, defensively, you got Joey Bosa coming back. Uh, Derwin James is coming back. So defensively, they look good. The Chargers yeah, look but good. Bosa, Bosa, it's like I, I've never watched him play. Like, is he going to play eventually? He's always hurt. It's, it seems he's like he's always. Injured. When he's in there, he's dominant. I'm putting it like okay. that. When when Bosa's in there, he can be extremely dominant. So hopefully this will be the year where we have a healthy Derwin James. We have a healthy Joey Bosa. So you know what? I, I think yes. I think Denver probably going to be. I think Denver is going to be the key, the key contend uh, contender with the. With the Kansas City Chiefs coming out of the AFC West, if if if, what about if, the if I was to pick right now, the Raiders, they have no shot. No, nah. I, I, see, I I don't like the Raiders. I don't. I'm not really a fan of John Gruden. Like, mm-hmm. just by them making that making that draft pick for Alex Leatherwood, that was Leatherwood the 17th pick. Yeah. I remember when we. I don't know if he was in. It was in the NFL draft party with me and Banks at the time, but. When they, when they ended up going to commercial after the Oakland Raiders, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders made right, that right. pick. They put up a, a graphic on the screen when they came back from commercial break and said that Alex Leatherwood wasn't even supposed to be projected to come off the board until like the 40th-ish pick. So, I, like, it just got me thinking for real, like, to go back to the 2019 draft when the, when the, Oakland, when the Raiders ended up drafting Clinton Farrell instead of the defensive end josh allen because that like that that shot that that, yes well at this point when you look at the numbers josh allen in 2019 which is their rookie year rookie year he had 10.5 sacks and in 2020 he had 2.5 and then clinton farrell had 4.5 2019 and and two and two sacks in in 2020 so right now if you if you look at it Josh Allen is Josh clearly Allen. was is, yes yeah. he's definitely the better the better defensive end so far two years into their NFL career, but it, it's weird because like you got you ended up adding Mike Mayock as your general manager, which if people don't know who Mike Mayock is, he was usually the the, the college guy that would come on NFL Network and talk about college prospects, probably one of the closest things to him uh, to a Mel Kiper Jr. and he goes to the Raiders and you think he's just going to instill like he's going to be hitting on every single draft pick. And you just come, it just comes down to when you look at it, it seems like John Gruden ha- has the final say, like, look, Mike, this is what I want. This is what we're going to go with. That's it. So. I don't, I don't think John Gruden is, um, I think he should just stick to coaching, like just stick to coaching, bro. Like don't don't become a GM. You don't become a president of operations. Whatever it is, just stick to coaching. You're good as a coach. Let the GMs run the show. You disagree? It depends on the coach. Like uh, like Andy Reid, I okay. he can be the he can he can be the head coach. He can be the head of uh, football personnel. 
he can pick the groceries. Um, Bill Belichick, he Same. can he yep. he can coach and pick the groceries. Uh, who's another guy? Sean, Sean Payton. Uh, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Yes. yes. Sean yes. Payton. He can coach and pick the groceries. Outside of that, really, there ain't really nobody else in the league right now that you can that you can pick that can that can that can coach and pick the groceries. Um, I know we go back and forth about Mike Tomlin, but I'm again, I'm not a big fan of Mike Tomlin as far I, as being. I still, a good I still don't coach. understand why. I still don't understand why you're not a good fan, like a fan of his. I t- like, come on now, like you think about it, Mike Tomlin, his years being in Pittsburgh, they haven't went back to the Super Bowl since the Bill since we had the Bill Cowher team. And I know that his team kinda, has been consistent. His team has been consistently in the playoffs and winning. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has always been on the map as far as playing great defense. Until this right. past year, Pittsburgh has not been that great at defense as Mike Tomlin has been with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So See, that's not true. That's not true. It's only uh, listen, it's only this past two years that the defense hasn't been great. But I think he's a great coach. I just think that what he had to work with and those personalities like, you know, Brown and um, what's the running back's name? Bet Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. That was just too much for him to deal with, I guess. But I think he's a great leader. Um, I don't think that he should be fired. I think that he should stay, but um, yeah, I just disagree with you about Mike Tomlin. Oh, he can stay, but we definitely going to find out. We definitely going to find out what he's going to be able to do without a big Ben Roethlisberger in the lineup. Oh, that's yeah. what definitely that's, that's damn true. sure. We're going to see how good of a coach you really are. That's what it is. That's what it's going to come down to. Because without Ben Roethlisberger, your record hasn't been that great. So I think that plays a big factor in head coaching success. Like who is your quarterback? You can win now, with a, man, a manager, game manager. Oh, he didn't do it with Mason Rudolph. <laughs> they didn't go to the playoffs with Mason Rudolph. So I, I feel you. <laughs> like I know they went, they went five hundred, but you you didn't you didn't go to the playoffs. You got to go to the playoffs. Like that's that's the end game. Well, the Super Bowl is the end game, but for you to get to the Super Bowl, you got to make the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, and you couldn't do it with Mason Rudolph. Now, I did. I know I did want to put put out a couple more wild card picks as far as the 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 NFL draft is concerned. Now, Travis Etienne, I know you we I was know, we was uh, we was all in the party yeah, talking about a, Travis like Etienne. Yeah, I hate that pick. I, I know, hate I know. it. I hated it, and I I had the opportunity to sit down and like really think about it. <laughs> And I was like, like, where, where, where does this fit in? Like, you got James Robinson. He rushed for over a thousand yards. Um, like, what, 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 what could you possibly do with a Travis Etienne that you can't do with a James Robinson? And, and and my point to you was, what's wrong with having two great running backs? I mean, not that they're at that level, but back in the day when the Dolphins had Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams, it worked. I they were running the Wildcat. That's a different type of offense. But I'm just saying. Having two good, decent running backs doesn't hurt. I'm not no? a fan of having two running backs on a, a two number one guys on a roster. Like I, well, I, I, would, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say Edwards is the number one guy though. Come on, no. Who? I wouldn't say. I, I think that Etienne is is better than the guy they have now, or has his potential to be better than the guy they have now. I I would agree with you as far as potential wise, but again, like you you got a first, you have the twenty fifth overall pick. You obviously have more, more other prioritizing needs than running back. Like you were said at running back, you had a thousand yard rusher. Why wouldn't you invest that twenty fifth pick on a defensive player or? Adding an offensive lineman, you can never have too many offensive linemen. Like I just felt like you could have went in a different direction with with that pick instead of go ahead and drafting a running back when you already had a running back on the roster that rushed for over a thousand with uh, a game manager at quarterback 
no disrespect to um what's mullet top's name man what's mullet top's name? His name what's his name oh, t- oh man what's the mullet man hey uh i forgot his name hold on you know, uh, the stash the stash yeah what yeah yeah what is his oh, you name con did you talk about the owner or the quarterback the quarterback the quarterback what is the quarterback's oh. name hold on it'll come back to me but by you rushing for over a thousand with a mediocre mediocre quarterback play that 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 speaks highly to me and you call for over 300 yards call, receive for over 300 yards that speaks high to me. So was that CJ going, uh CJ Bathard or no no Jake no, Lawton? No, 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 no. I'm talking about uh it'll come I, I it's, it, I'm drawing up a blank right now. Um Gardner Minshew. Uh Gardner oh, Minshew. Right, right, right. Yeah. Gardner Minshew. So like going back to what you was asking as far as like having two running backs on the roster, I feel like it depends on the back. It really depends on the back because you have backs that upon contact, they get better. Uh, for example, you got Derrick Henry. At the beginning of his career, he was splitting carries with DeMarco Murray. Obviously, that stole some shine from DeMarco Murray. Excuse me, not DeMarco Murray. Uh, Derrick Henry. You didn't get to see... You didn't get to see what what Derrick Henry could possibly be by him being the primary guy. You saw they ended up going in free agency probably two years after after the two years removed from Demarco Murray, and they end up getting Jarek McKinnon. And Jarek McKinnon, he was their third down receiving back, and they saw what they could get out of Derrick Henry on a regular on a regular basis. No. You're not going to be on the bench on third down. You're going to be our you're going to be our every down back. So I feel like when it comes down to having two stud running backs on the roster, like I just feel like that just takes away from the main guy's rhythm and flow. Like wait, do, just, do you do you think do you think Darren Sproles was a main guy? What team in his day? On on they they were on the same team, just Sean McCoy and Darren Sproles, and that worked out. Darren Sproles came on on third down. He played a lot of uh, receivers. He actually run the ball, and it worked. And, and um, you know, Deshaun uh, still got his numbers. He still was an MVP candidate. So I, I hear what you're saying. It would make more sense to pick something else that you need. But, again, like Banks said, you pick the best available option. And I guess for Jacksonville, the best option was another running back. Maybe they might trade the running back that they have now. You never know. Oh, please do. Because you already know I'm a Dolphins fan. The Dolphins ain't tra- ain't get a running back in the in the draft, and I know that was probably one of the biggest things Regrets. that the the Dolphins was was chant Dolphins Dolphins fans that they were chanting about. We want Najee. We want Najee. We want Najee. And they said, "Let's see a Najee go." We want Travis. We yeah. want Travis. Travis go. We want Javante. We want Javante. Javante go. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so, like, I take I, I take James Robinson, one thousand. Yeah. I, I will take James Robinson. That's how dominant. Like, I'm. I remember seeing us playing them, playing the Jaguars Thursday night football, and I was like, man, who is this dude catching the ball like this? And then, like, I was in I was I was in the fantasy leagues or whatever, and nobody picked James Robinson. He was just sitting on my bench because at the time the Jaguars were going back and forth who was going to end up being their starter or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's like him catching the ball out of the backfield, just his versatility, being able to line up in the slot. Like, James Robinson is the ultimate package that you want on your team. Like, I agree. Oh, why would you get Travis Etienne? <laughs> Imagine having two talents like that. Line them both in the backfield or both at, at receiver. Just imagine having two James Robinsons or not that Travis Etienne is, is the same player, but I'm just saying, like, if you can have two of great, if you can have two things that are great, go for it. Just saying. But I want to ask you a question, though. What about the Ravens? Did you like their draft? Because I think that they were actually winners on the draft, too. I like the Ravens pickup of the, the receiver, of Rashad Bateman. And did they, did, they got another receiver in the second round, didn't they? The Ravens. Um, I'm trying I believe to believe they did. Off the top of my head, the Ravens. The Ravens. Uh, Taylon Wallace. Taylon Wallace. 
that'll help to, listen that'll help the guy that you hate <laughs> look 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 it's not hate for lamar jackson i want to make, i, I want to make that perfectly clear from the jump because i because i know you like kind of like the same with same way with the kevin durant yeah when it comes down to lamar well when it comes down to the ravens in general everybody wants to put the blame on the offensive coordinator Everybody wants to put the blame on the play calling, but nobody want to look at what Lamar is doing. Like, let's 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 take this into full in, in full spectrum here, right? When you have Lamar Jackson, because I heard people complain about we're not letting Lamar Jackson we we're letting Lamar Jackson stay in the pocket and throw the football. That's what a quarterback is supposed to do. So now when the when the when the offense changed to more read option for Lamar, now it's the offensive coordinator's fault. Like Ravens fans, make up your freaking mind, right? So now you added you added two receivers. You added Sammy Watkins in free agency. You added uh Rashad Bateman in the first round, and then we just uh, uh Taylor Wallace in the second round. You got you got the receivers now. So now at this point, when we when we go into the 2021 season and we talk about Lamar Jackson, we put the chips on the table. The chips are on the table. We can I don't want to hear nothing. I I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear nothing because I feel like that's all I've heard is complaints. So wait, they got they got to win a division. That's that's year, or they just got to make the playoffs. I need to see. I need to see some. I need to see some progression from Lamar Jackson being able to throw to receivers outside of the hashes. That's what I need to see. If I if I can if I can get that, then I'm cool. But going back to the whole hate thing, I don't hate him. I just want to see you do promote, better, play better, elevate your level of play. Like we know that you're mobile. We know that you could be a home run hitter on any on, on any given play. But I want to see you be a consistent throw, pocket passer. Throw the ball down the field. Throw the ball down the field. Yes, I agree with you. I need to yeah. see that. That's that's all I need to see. No hate. And again, Lamar is young. He still has room to improve. But that's just all I want to see from Lamar Jackson. But as far as the the uh the Baltimore Ravens draft is concerned, I did like the pickup of the two receivers, and I know they ended and up they got Yes, my boy Jason Oway. I love Jason Oway. Jason Oway, um, believe Notre Dame, um, reminds me of of a of a young Alden Smith. Alden Smith. Oh, you said what? Uh, G Money. He went to Penn State, right? Uh, Penn Jason State. Oway. Excuse me, right. Penn State. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about uh, JOK. Um, reminds me of a, of a, of a Alden Smith. Long, lanky, six six five. Got the long mm-hmm. arms. Can st- like I, honestly, I felt like between him and Jalen Phillips were the two best mixed breeds as far as being able to stop the run and rush the passer. Like I, I just I love them two guys, and I felt like the Baltimore Raiders made an excellent pick by ended up drafting uh, Jason Oway. I agree. Um, who else? Who else got a? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to go since we since we on the, in the AFC North. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals real quick, right? So, okay. with the with the fifth pick, I was I sold. I was sold that the Cincinnati Bengals were Offensive going to line, right? was going to go Penesu. That yeah. that was my pick for them because, like, I felt I thought like the the nation in general they learned a valuable lesson. When we watched the Super Bowl and we watched Patrick Mahomes get hit the way that he got hit, his inability to get the ball to Travis Kelsey, his inability to get the ball to Tyreek Hill during the course of the Super Bowl due to lack How of an offensive line, yeah. To the yeah. offensive line. So you would think the Cincinnati Bengals would be like, be smart enough to go in the draft and get the best offensive lineman available and then possibly go – Come back in the first round, or do whatever. Do you do whatever you needed to do to go ahead and get 
uh, Joe Burrow another weapon or whatever in the second round. That that, see, that see, was my I, mindset. I, I, I hear you, but I think they they went with receiver because you can always get another offensive line in another another round, which they did. They end up getting um, Jackson Carmen, I think he is a guy from Clemson. So it, he's not. I, I get that he's not. You know, what's the guy's name? The the guy that they should have drafted. Um, but still, you can always get offensive lines another round. So they, I, I guess they want, they wanted to get another weapon for the for the quarterback. So that's probably why they went the right receiver. But I get your point though. You want to protect the QB. He just got injured. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Torn ACL, season-ending yeah. injury, and he was making it happen with the weapons that he had. And again, like I understand what you're saying. Like you can get offensive line anywhere, but you had the best graded. Offensive lineman on the board that you could have sealed off either the left side or the right side, wherever you decided that you want to put him, and Joe Burrow will be upright. I think he'll be fine. The best quarterback in the league, the best quarterback in the league, looked like the the, most, even the worst quarterback in the league when he that offensive line didn't block for him in the Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you would like again, you again, like I said. You gotta, you gotta protect the quarterback. That's 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 priority number one. And and so that 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 that's just that's just my my thought on that situation. Now, I got a question though. Sorry, I just got a question. What you uh, What do you think about Mac Jones with uh, Belichick? I think that's a perfect fit. I think that he needed a court. He needed a coach that can fit his um his game style because he's not. He's not really that great of a QB, but with Pelichek, I think he would actually be great. And I think he should start over um eventually start over Cam. Um as far as Mac Jones is concerned, I like Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Mac Jones as a pure passer, but I feel like most of the hate for Mac Jones probably came during the pro day when he was missing receivers. Now, don't get me wrong. The pro day is very important. All the cameras are on you at that time. But at the same time, like, come on now. It, the pro day is, is scripted. Like, you know what you're going to be doing in the pro day. Anybody can look good in the pro day. Perhaps Mac Jones was nervous during the pro day. But anybody can look good in the pro day just because it's, it's scripted. You're throwing with your own guys. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really read too much into the pro day. Like he was flawless in the bowl game. So right. you like and right now, like people are talking about him possibly being better than Tua. So yeah, I don't, I don't know I, about that. Not yet. Not I knew yet. I know I'm I'm gonna get some hate for that, but I'm sorry, it's a possibility he may actually be better than Tua. Now, as far as in regard to the New England Patriots. We were looking at the roster, right? The quarterback right now with Cam Newton. Right. My 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 question is with the New England Patriots because I feel like you need to have a special offense for Cam Newton. Like, how is that going to work when it's if if Cam doesn't end up working out for, with the Patriots? Like, you just like the offense is just like specifically made for cam newton based off of what we saw in 2020 and for you to just go and just throw out the whole playbook and implement something new with a mac jones who is a a stationary pocket passing quarterback that's that's going to be very interesting to see and if it's any team that can do it it's it's bill belichick and the new england patriots because they did add some weapons that's true i just think that his his type of quarterback style fits that team not the way that they're playing now because they have Cam, but they can switch the like just like you were saying, they they'll switch up the whole offense in the middle of the season because just that's what the the Patriots would do just to fit whatever whoever's at QB. And I think that Mac Jones is a perfect fit, and I don't really see Cam lasting there long. I don't, I don't, I don't. I thought he was going to be gone this off season. I thought they were going to trade him or release him. It was surprising that they kept him. I, I was surprised at that. I thought he was going to be gone. Well. If if you if you if you look at it as far as free agency is con- concerned, like there weren't really that many starter worthy quarterbacks in free agency. If we if we be if we be in a if we be in a hundred for real, like I think probably the best one was Cam. 
It, pro- it probably was Cam. So this is this is why I'm a strong believer in. I'm a strong believer in that the NFL needs to switch up their 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 schedule a little bit. I think the draft needs to come first, like the NBA. That's one thing I admire about the NBA. They always they always have the draft first and then free agency second. Now I understand That's it's true. gonna it's going to be some 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 player player issues as far as salary is concerned because the draft ends up coming first. That means free agency players they're not gonna end up getting paid as much. Uh, but if if they did it that way, it would be a whole lot better for for teams. And because you 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 see that you at the New England Patriots, you sitting at what the fifteenth pick. Right. I don't have I don't have it in front of me right now. Yeah, like, they're fifteen. Yeah, yeah, they're the fifteenth pick, and you you didn't you didn't know that you was going to be able to. You didn't know Mac Jones was going to slide all the way to y'all. To fifteen, and and don't forget, Justin Fields was slid all the way to 11. the eleven pick. Yeah. So, like, who would have known? Like, all these all these teams would have passed up on Justin Fields and Mac Jones. Now, here's another reason. Here's another. Let me get, let me just throw this situation at you. Let's just say if they did decide, if they did have it the other way, where they had the draft first and then free agency second. Do you think that the Dallas Cowboys would have signed Dak back? Because they had Justin Fields was sitting there, was sitting there at the Dallas Cowboys pick. Mac Jones is sitting there at the Dallas Cowboys pick. Mm. Wow, that's no, I don't think so. Because it took so long for them to sign them. If they if they found a better option, they would have went with the better. Yeah, I don't think they would have signed them. No. That's so crazy to say. That's so crazy to say because, you know, I guess Dak is their guy. But, yeah, if, if the draft was first, yeah, they would have went with a, a QB. I, I don't think that <laughs> – I, I just think that they don't believe in Dak. They're just like, oh, well, we just, he just he's, the, he's the best of whatever we have now. So let's just keep it. That's how I, I think. At least you're there to admit the fact that. <laughs> yeah. At least you're there to admit the fact that Dak ain't that good, and we just paid him just because we don't want to be worse than what we are. That's right, what I right. you 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 on the same page with me on that. But yeah. I, I I strongly believe that they would end up going with Justin Fields and Mac Jones if if they didn't end up paying Dak one thousand percent. Um, there's one more player I did want to get to, uh, before we end up mo- moving to the last topic, because we okay. we getting on that 40 minute, we're on that 42 minute mark right now. But um, Kyle Pitts, that was the I, that, oh, that, that, that hurt Lord. my feelings, bro. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that hurt my feelings. Cause like I was like, man, did the Dolphins get Kyle Pitts? Oh my goodness, that all fit is going to be perfect. And then, like the Atlanta Falcons, I, I I still to this day do not understand what 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 they were thinking. Like, you you held the the fourth pick in the draft. You could have did so many things with it. Like, you could have traded back. You could have end up. You could have picked a player that you needed more than Kyle Pitts. I feel like that was just a best available pick for the Atlanta Falcons. And you said, "All right, fine, we're gonna take it." But we just totally ignored. The defense in the, the first defense. round, like, yeah. like obviously they did ended up getting some players in and in, in later on in the draft. But honestly, like Patrick Sertain was on the board, you could end up getting Patrick Sertain. You could have got Michael Parsons. Like you have multiple, you have multiple mm-hmm. options to pick from uh, the Atlanta Falcons, and you ended up going Kyle Pitts. Like you, like your receiving core is set. Like Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Hayden Hurst. Uh, I keep forgetting Gage's first name, but you got Gage. I think he caught off for like 500, 500 something yards. Yeah, you don't need more offense. You need to work on that defense. That defense was what, 32nd? Or, yeah, they were the last yeah, in the league. Bottom half somewhere, but I know it yeah, wasn't good. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah, bottom it wasn't half good. somewhere, but I know they definitely wasn't good. So, like, you could have, like, you could have did so much more in the draft as far as improving your team, because right now you look at the South, the NFC South, like, okay, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's going to be a tough knockoff. Uh, right. 
second place is the what the New Orleans Saints. No Drew Brees. We don't know where we're going to get out of Taysom Hill. We're not. We don't know where we're going to get out of Jameis Winston. So it's a toss up when it comes down to them. The last three, them last three positions in the NFC South between the Panthers, the Falcons, and the and the and the Saints. So you could you could have made a strong you could have made a strong push to being a serious contender, Atlanta. And I feel like they screwed that up by ending up going Kyle Pitts. And that's well, not being is biased. But what's the general feeling for the Dolphin fans of not getting pits? Because I know everybody wanted them. Like, what's wrong with Jalen Weddle? Like, that pick wasn't good? Like, people don't like that pick? I thought that was a good pick. It's not better than Kyle Pitts. I get it. But it's still a decent pick. No? You disagree? See, my, number six? My, my, my honest opinion, as far as the Miami Dolphins are concerned, is like, it was either pits or trade back. Because... Trade back. Like you, like uh, let's just let's let's just get out the the typical the typical fan bull jive out the way. The typical fan bull jive they want they want to have the most flashiest receivers and, and weapons and and basically they want a fantasy team. They and they don't think they don't think realistically. Now, hmm. I'm content with Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. Now, mind you, they have had some injury concerns over the years. Uh, we ended up signing will fuller in 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 free agency so it was i I was content with the with what the dolphins had at receiver now kyle pitts when it comes down to kyle pitts obviously he was he would be the best available but also the the dolphins tight end mike gasicki he was in the contract year me personally i wasn't real too interested in bringing him back so i felt like kyle pitts would have been excellent transition and we, we you know we, we will see what happened but if it wasn't Kyle Pitts I was expecting the Dolphins to trade back and they was probably going to end up drafting defense or something or, or if they what was up you know what I, I think that they still had a decent draft I, I don't think that the Dolphins had a bad draft I mean Jalen Phillips was a good pickup as well so I like if, if we give him a draft grade I'll give him a B plus the Dolphins they gave the Dolphins one of the best draft grades, if if if, if we being a hundred. But um, I think the highest, I think it had to have been the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think it. I think it had answer. to be. Yeah, like let me let me give you the rundown because um, I believe the Cleveland Browns, as far as the secondary was concerned, pass defense, they were bottom half in the league. They in the twenty sixth pick, what they do, they ended up going out and drafting Greg Newsom. And in the second round, I don't know if you actually watched some some highlights of uh, Jeremiah Owosu-Kuomoa, but he was my favorite player in the draft. Mm-hmm. Like, like you talking about somebody that just is a missile coming in and he's looking to put the murder game down on you. Like, let me let me give you a comparison. Wait, wait, is he middle linebacker or right or left or what? Like. He's all over, yeah. He he's like a Isaiah Simmons type. He's like a oh, hybrid okay. linebacker you. slash. I think he could play season more of a safety because he's like sitting at like two hundred and twenty pounds or something like that. Right. So, but they have him playing. They have him playing in the nickels, the nickel spot. But they can, but he can do like so many different things. But he will hit you though. That's the best part. So let me let me give you the rundown of what what you're going to be working with as far as the Cleveland Browns are concerned next in the 2021 season. Like I said, you ended up drafting Greg Newsom at the 20 at 26 and then you had Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. You have Miles Garrett on one side of the defensive end spot, you have Jadavion Clowney on the opposite side. I know I know Jadavion Clowney at this point he's a little bit washed up, but run stopper mainly, yeah. Yeah, run stopper mainly, but uh, come on now. You have Miles Garrett on one side. He's gonna take a lot of a lot of pressure off of, of, of Jadavion Clowney rushing on the other side. So I'm expecting big numbers from Jadavion Clowney uh in the mm. 2021 season. They obviously they ended up adding a whole bunch of rejects because I'm seeing Takaris McKinley up here too, the ex Atlanta Falcons edge rusher, yeah. too. So they, they they added some rejects in here. Um, but this let's, let's look at the secondary right now. By you adding Greg Greg Newsom. You have Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward. Last year's draft, you drafted safety uh, uh, Del Pitt. 
He ended up having a season in the injury. So he's coming back. And then you went, you went in free agency and you ended up signing John, John Johnson. I believe that was, that was, that was a uh, Banks's old safety from the, from the Rams. So their defense is looking solid right now. Yeah. The defense is I looking agree. solid. Now, before we end up closing this thing out, because I know you, you didn't get the opportunity to talk about your Eagles. Like, what you think of the Eagles draft? What you, what you got for me? Man, it doesn't matter because they're they're gonna. They're, it was a good draft, but we're we're gonna you know not be a good team for a while. But I think Devontae Smith will help. Um, I thought he was. I thought that was a good pickup. Overall, it was a decent draft. I just I expect them to not be good. Like it's gonna it's gonna be a process. It's crazy, Philly, the process, even with the football team. But yeah, it's gonna be a process uh, for the for the Eagles. But the draft, I think they did well. They did okay. It's not gonna turn into any results right now but i think eventually we're going to come out and be a good team we're just going to have to suffer for a while for about two three years i believe my only issue with y'all was the fact that y'all could have ended up trading back further in the draft y'all could have got more picks that's that's my only issue with y'all like y'all decided y'all wanted to trade with dallas to go up two two spots and y'all wanted to end up drafting uh smith but you should end up staying at six, and you could have ended up drafting whoever you wanted to draft. I agree. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. The other day, um, yeah. So, so like, yeah. like I feel like you could have drafted Devontae Smith at, at at number six, and then possibly if you didn't want to go that route at six, you could have traded that pick, and you could have got him at ten. You could have went four spots, and you could have possibly have gotten Devontae Smith. I, I agree. I, I hear you. That, uh, listen, I have no expectations of the Eagles right now. So just, <laughs> they're going to suck. <laughs> I feel like the, the Eagles just played a game of musical chairs because you, by you ended up making that trade with the with the Dallas Cowboys. From where you go to twelve to ten, like what, what did y'all what did y'all what did y'all give up to go from twelve to ten? Was it like a, a third round pick? I think I think it was. It's a, th- a third, and I think. It, Two third round picks, I, I believe. See, like I told you, when we when we had this discussion about the Eagles, as far as their as far as their 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 players right now, the, the cupboards are bare right now. Y'all needed all the picks you could get. Yeah. <laughs> While you traded third round picks, you know how co- good quality defensive players are in the third round. Yeah, I agree. Man, listen, <laughs> I can't really say anything. <laughs> they, um, their their draft wasn't that good. I mean, it was it was okay, but it, they could have done better. They could have traded down. But again, before we end up closing this thing out, I did want to run this rumor by you. Well, it's not really a rumor, but the part about the Eagles is a rumor. Now, I know it was like hours before the draft that Aaron Rodgers, he. He didn't want to return to the Green Bay Packers. He made that announcement. He didn't want to return to the Green Bay Packers, which kind of like put the put the 2021 draft on high alert as far as what teams should draft the quarterback and what teams shouldn't. Because like, I thought that that was going to be like a draft day trade that the Green Bay Packers could not afford to pass up, but obviously that didn't end up happening. So there there have been rumors out there that the Philadelphia Eagles are on the table right now as far as being a key interest in Aaron Rodgers. Which you Are you serious? That, that's what I read. That, I, like I, I, said, heard that. A, I didn't even say that. I didn't say that. It's really? a rumor. It's a rumor. I just, listen, listen. I, I don't like to discuss rumors. I like to deal with facts. But since since you're here, I get your opinion on that. Hey, give give up the house. Give up the, the car. Give up all the players to get Aaron Rodgers. If this is true, the Eagles better find a way to get him. Get him. I, I have the quarterback of the future now, but if you can have Aaron Rodgers for two or three years with a decent team, you got a chance to win a Super Bowl. Go get him. I say get him. Why not? I'm, I'm just saying if I was Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't want to go nowhere near the Eagles right now. <laughs> I feel you. I honestly, to be honest, just to take the fan out of it, I think that his best option, even though it's not an option anymore, his best option was San Francisco. Um, but that's that's clearly not an option. I, I thought New England would have been a good fit for him, but that's not going to happen. So it's like, where where would he go? 
uh, Los Angeles Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. Like, I don't, I don't see a team that he can go to and that would work. Um, that is actually believable. Um, I, I just, I don't know. The the Eagles rumor that is just a pipe dream. I don't. That's not going to happen. But if that if that does happen, that would be amazing. But other than San Francisco, what other team does he fit? Well, at this point, I don't even think San Francisco is on the board right now, considering how they right, drive yeah. Lance and they have Jimmy Garoppolo. But come on, that was Aaron Rodgers. Almost every single team is on the table when it comes down to talk about the the one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So. Like, let, let's think about it for a second. I'm thinking, I'm thinking financially, like financially, that's what I mean. Like, what would fit in, in that case? Financially? I don't think Philly would be on the board unless they ended up making the trade out of the June 1st. But um, the asking price, it's looking like you look, you're looking to pay at least two first-round picks in a second. That's mm-hmm. the asking price. But – the only team that I could possibly see off the top of my head right now that could pull a trade a trade off like this, and it could be beneficial for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, is the Miami Dolphins. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Why? Because the Dolphins wow. they, ha- they have like the next two the next three years the Miami Dolphins have two first round picks. Okay. 2022, 2003, 2024. They have two first round picks. So. You can have Tua sit behind Aaron Rodgers for the next four years, have him learn, and then possibly win a championship. I feel like if you give up the two first round picks in a second, like next for for the 2021 draft, you're really not hurting yourself because like you kept the whole team intact. You didn't have to give up no players to get Aaron Rodgers. You gave up draft picks. So the Dolphins are instant Super Bowl contenders by adding Aaron Rodgers to the roster to the to the team. Can you imagine that? that? I I agree. With that defense that the Dolphins have and that team, yeah. Can you imagine that? The Bobby Dolphins put that trade on. They go. Based on the history for the Dolphins, that's highly unlikely. But you never know. We'll we'll see. We'll see in in due time. We will see in due time. Listen, Um, this is the same team that that picked up Dante Culpepper instead of Drew Brees. I have no faith in the Dolphins. I'm sorry. In defense of that, before we end up closing this out, is like when you think about it, Drew Brees had a career-threatening shoulder injury. Now think of it back then. At the time, when you talk about career-threatening, especially on the throwing arm, obviously you're going to go with the other guy. And and Culpepper, I think Culpepper had like a torn ACL or something like that. So if we was to do it all over again, I think I would still go with Culpepper. Oh my god, because he because still like Breeze had like a he had a he had a shaky career first tenure of his career with the the San Diego Chargers. He it wasn't exactly phenomenal like you see with the New Orleans Saints, but. I, I think I would take Culpepper still just because of the career-threatening shoulder injury that Drew Brees ended up having. No, it didn't work, but okay. <laughs> uh, final thoughts before we end up closing this thing out, man? Um, I just think that people need to think before they react. I think people, you know, have too much pride, and it's so much easier to just walk away and just let things go instead of just taking someone's life. It you mess up that person's life and that person's family and you mess up your own life. It's just, I just think people need to just need to relax and just uh, think before they react and just be safe out there. Cause um, you know, it's, it's real dangerous times right now. Yes. 1000% uh, to, to piggyback off of that, since we have it a moment, um, I just feel like people just hold grudges too much. Yeah. I feel like just learn how to let things go. It's a lot it's so healthier much peaceful. for you. Yes, it's a, it's so much more peaceful. Like it, it, it be it, it's a lot healthier for you. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, this is Cinco de Mayo. Uh, I did a little bit of research. <laughs> it's because I up until up until today I did not even know what Cinco de Mayo meant. It's a uh, obviously it's a Mexican holiday. And 
basically the, it, it's we're celebrating the Mexican army victory over the France at the Battle of Puebla during the Frank the Franco Mexican War in eighteen sixty two. It's like their it's their independence, yeah, yeah. So. For those at home that did not know that, there you go. History lesson in the Not For Debate podcast. We do it all here. We do it all. But uh, (laughs) be sure to go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe button. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all other major streaming platforms. Uh, This is the Not For Debate. We will be back Saturday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern time. G-Money and DeVore, this is the Not For Debate podcast. We are up out of here, man. Peace out.